Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess. Um, I appreciate you coming here today. It's a beautiful day today. It was sunny, but chilly, but I liked it. I really liked it. <laughs> and uh, what can I say? I'm, I'm, you know, the extreme heat is not good for me, but I'll take it. Anyway, I hope you had a good uh, day today. And I hope you had um, enjoyed yourself listening to my podcast on feminism and its variants that I talked about. And you will go ahead and um, discuss the same with your friends, your families, your neighbors. Um, And uh, yes, spread the message. Uh, Research yourself. Remember, every time you research, you offload data. and you make every single junction into an intellectual laboratory. It's called Atwa, understanding all that lies in between Hindutva, everything that makes up the currents that form the waves of Hindustan and wherever you are in this world. So we'll go to today's topic. And the hot topic on in, in India today is the Gyanwapi Mosque. Now, if you don't know uh, what it is, Gyan in, in Hindi or Sanskrit means knowledge. Uh, Vapi means the well of knowledge, knowledge. And it's a mosque that was built on top of a uh, temple um, that was the destroyed by um, uh, in an Islamic invader called Aranzib um, in Kashi, in Varanasi, uh, which is in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh. For those who are not from India, who are not familiar, to be frank, even I didn't know much about the mosque. I mean, I know Varanasi, I know Kashi. I didn't know much about this mosque until uh, the Honorable Prime Minister of India, uh, Mr. Narendra Modi, was uh, built this, uh, built, rebuilt the Kashi Vishwanath corridor. And then they talked about the mosque, and I was like, oh my goodness. So uh, I read up on it, and for those who are not aware of what it is, um, it's located in Banaras, Uttar Pradesh. Um, it was constructed upon the demolition of an old Shiva temple and was built, commissioned by Aranzib in 1669. Now, uh, there are multiple, it was built multiple times, according to the legends or the claims. It was originally built, the original temple was located on the current site. Uh, it was uprooted by Kutub al-Din Aibak, another Islamic invader into the Indian territories, um, in around 1193-1194 AD, upon the defeat of a Hindu king. Uh, The mosque was constructed in its place a few years later. The temple was rebuilt by Gujarati merchant in around 12, between 1211 and 1266, and was demolished again by another Islamic uh, King Sultan Hussein Shah Sharaki in 1447, um, or they say Sikandar Lodi. During Raja, during Akbar's rule, Raja Man Singh got the temple reconstructed, but it was uh, a runs of religious intolerance um, that he destroyed the temple again. Um, of course. 
And from then onwards, for about 300 odd years, this has now been a mosque. Um, the local Muslims now say that, well, it was not really a mosque. It was all only always, uh, it was not really a temple. It was always a mosque. It was built uh, by by um, Akbar, the the uh, Mughal king Akbar, in his uh, new venture of Deen. E Ilahi, which is a faith, which is a religion that he started as a fusion, a hybrid of Islam and, and Hinduism, um, but it was destroyed out of Aranzib's hostility. But it was Akbar who built it, so it was a Mughal king, so it should be a Mughal mosque and should not be a, a temple. And there are many versions of it, uh, but to it is absolutely ridiculous. You can see very clearly if you look at the mosque at the back of the mosque the old the back wall the original wall of the temple is still standing these are vedic temples built with vedic um, structures uh, the pillars they are still there and on top of that they could not destroy it completely they needed the structure and they built a mosque on top of the old the old temple so uh part of the temple also on the sides is still there and they just converted it into a um a mosque so a lot of the out outside trimmings are also still the old temple it was just built over and yep uh, it is very common in india to see most mosques as i used to say when i was young or should i say someone told me when i was young um Below every single mosque and every single church on the Indian subcontinent, there lies a Hindu temple. Remember that? It was a Christian who told me that. I am not sure who. Below every single mosque and every single church on the Indian subcontinent, there lies a Hindu temple. Because Islam and Christianity are invading empires rebranded as religion. These are not religions, these are colonial empires. And they have um, taken over the subcontinent uh, pretty much for the last, uh, slowly I should say, from the 711 AD, first coming, and, and Christianity coming before that, allegedly. Um, and slowly increasing in numbers, and then their numbers getting power, and the power then um, aligning with foreign rulers, and the foreign rulers then slowly um, taking over the land. And from, since that time onwards, since about 1300 years, they've ruled this land in totality, uh, absolute intolerance, um, brazen destruction, Every single time they need, uh, um, they need, they they want power. They will destroy something, uh, build on top of it, convert people by force or by treachery, and uh, then after describe victimhood. And then when when they lose power, because at one time even the people on the inside who they've converted uh, cannot take their treacherous, um, their treacherous. Um, what can I say, violence that they continue on the outside because war doesn't stop, war continues on the inside and the war and the narcissism and the, the violence on the inside until we ourselves are fed up of being colonial slaves to these colonial vultures, um, we get up and leave and then they cry victimhood. Oh, the Hindus are bad. It's not the Hindus that are bad. They, for, they can't tell you. It's something that they cannot tell you that we are leaving. 
and they lose power when they when you when you leave and because of that they have to scream communal hatred but what they don't scream is the currents that form their ways atwa all that lies in between or the 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 land between the water the hind the thousands of years of intolerance um of uh, genocide of uh, brazen hatred of supremacy and this is what it has come to uh they cannot say it they refuse to say it they will never apologize but they want everything returned and you see these are the only two groups making noises only two groups you'll never hear anyone else creating problems you'll never hear anyone else being brazen or intolerant everyone else is tolerant everyone else is so decent respectful these two groups and not even the people it's the establishment and their um bots around them who like you know hungry parasites looking for power in all the dark spaces waiting to pounce on you to grow, come back to power and and take over the land like a like a like vultures uh and that's what i think of them and i'm sorry to be so negative but i come from this group i come from an abrahamic group i'm a relic of an empire i i'm an ex christian and and i see all of this it just brings to mind uh everything that they've done and the lies that they've told us uh but like everything else we're cyclic we are cyclic uh, if you go to the beach you go to the you see the sea and you see currents and waves and the waves will balance out and will take its course and what goes up will come down and then it'll go back into the ocean and then come back again but it is it is current it is what it is you won't um you won't see that in in abrahamic religions because they believe in the earth and flat so they have a flat earth mentality they think if they impose their will on something it's going to remain theirs for forever what they don't understand is we're cyclic so they can try their stunts all the time at one point it'll come back to get them it's called currents and waves but they don't want to understand because uh, they are uh, they know everything in life so what can we say enjoy the ride with it's good and hey it is what it is so we've pretty much looked at the basic tenets of of this mosque um it is like i said known as the well of of uh, of knowledge now i was uh, really really uh a stunned to know that this is not the only time when this place th- there has been a little bit a lot of um chatter going back and forth um since the last week or so but this is not the only time that there has been um problems over here during the british raj the gyanwapi compound was and i'm reading from another uh from from the internet was once a subject of mogul politics uh once it got transformed into a site uh, to a mogul site it was always co- perennial contestation between hindus and muslims uh for fight and for territory sort of turf wars uh in 1809 there was a riot here uh believed to be the first riot under the uh, east india company rule um so there was um 
there was a riot before here, an attempt was made to construct a shrine on the neutral space of the Yanwapi Mosque, uh, but that also brought tensions. Um, and when the Hindu festivals of Holi and Maram uh, one fell on the same day, there were tensions. Uh, sometimes Muslims kill cows, sacred to Hindus, uh, destroyed the water of the Gyanwapi well. Um, and there were several attempts back and forth. Um, um, and that went on and on and on. In, 19, um, in 1986, there was another dispute uh, for illegal constructions um, on this mosque. In 1909, uh, there was another site, there was another uh, problem. A bull statue was highly venerated and freely worshipped to close to close, very close to the mosque, and a couple of small temples dedicated to Shiva and Parvati were also converted, were, were built, and that uh, was not ap appreciated by um, the Muslims. And in 1929 and 1930, the cleric, uh, a cleric was cautioned, a cleric of the mosque was cautioned into not letting the crowd of the mosque overflow into the enclosure of the occasion, um, into the Hindu site, um, and they tried to resist it in 1937 um, under the British rule, but uh, they said the Allahabad High Court said no. Um, the the Muslim side, the the Waf board, however you want to pronounce it, tried to get the in in the entire complex the uh, Kashi Vishwanath temple to be treated as an integral part of the mosque, can you believe it? The Waf board uh, in 1930. <laughs> that, that means the whole Kashi Vishwanath temple, they wanted it to be a Muslim uh, complex. They wanted to take it over and they would have obviously destroyed the mosque, uh, destroyed the temple. And uh, they tried to make it part of the board of, of the Waf property uh, by customary rights, by custom, and not by legal rights. If not by legal rights, but it was rejected by the British at that time, the court in India. And since 1984, the Vishwa Hindu Parishad has been trying again and again. Um, civil courts were filed. And uh, we have come now to. Um, 2021. Um, so it's been sort of 30 years since 1991 when a when a title dispute suit, suit was filed in Varanasi, um, and it remained pending all these years. In uh, April of 2021, a city court under the ASI, that means the Archaeological Survey of India, to conduct was requested to conduct a, a survey. Um, and two mem and members from each com community was uh, asked to be part of it, uh, but this is an ongoing. There was this is an ongoing uh, concept, and it's it's very difficult to to put pinpoint what's going to happen here. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Um, it's a sad sight to see, but and especially when you see a temple that is broken into half and you see a mosque built over, built over it. I mean, I don't know what type of religion or what type of God asked for it, but this is very typical of Abrahamic religions. They take other people's structures and they will build on top of it to prove their power. Um, 
I'm just going to say something during the entire, this is going to go on and on and on in India and everywhere in the world because a lot of places have been stolen and occupied by Abrahamic religions and um, it, it's going to cause problems. One day uh, the owners will want it back because the currents form its waves and we are cyclic. So we will keep asking for it back until we get everything back in return. It's normal. It's part of the uh, the cycle of life, and obviously they're going to blame everything on the Hindus. Communal, communal, communal. But if, as a nation, is if as a generation, there is a law that is put in place that says not to stop any mosque or church or old structure bef built before 1947 to be um, not touched or not. Uh, not change in in character if the if that law is changed to say well every structure every structure built before 1947 is open verified um and left open to the public and uh, surveys done archaeological surveys done and uh, lessons learned uh, you know um uh, universities going and studying the subject if every single structure, that means temples, mosques, uh, fortresses, uh, churches, gurudwaras, whichever site is built in 1947, even if these are ordinary houses, can you imagine what a great treasure that would be to the entire nation? The entire nation would be, we would be learning something new on our ancestors. This is the heritage of a land of the, in, in thousands and thousands of years of people who have gone by it, have built it and left it for us as a heritage and here we are fighting for it it's mine it's yours it's mine it's yours none of us built these things our ancestors built it and we instead of saying thank you to them we are fighting over it and we we make laws to to restrict its use by only one group of people when none of us even built this thing the people who built it probably were slaves and they they were toiled and 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 toiled and and gave up their life and blood for this, and we are fighting like as if we own everything, and and this is going to go on for generations. And that bill put in 1991 about the Places of Worship Act, it is absolutely disgusting. It was paid for by the colonial vultures, so that means leftover of these colonial uh, groups that had plenty of money. The 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 Christians and the Muslims, uh, they had plenty of money left over from the colonial loot of this land. Obviously, they bought over the the their lobbies would have bought over the government. All they had to do was put in a law that suited them, and they knew that most of the temp every single mosque and every single church is built on stolen land. So they had to protect their their stolen goods and the only way is to put your law and take your lobbies put your law into the the Indian constitution every time someone comes to you oh I believe in the constitution but yeah of course you paid for it uh, you paid for it and you also paid to to allow yourself to continue your your proselytization which is an, a modern form of colonization so you're still they are still continuing their colonization of the land to now the constitution it's legalized it's not only uh, it's not only illegal it's legal and we have to sit here and watch of course we're going to we're going to let the, these colonial vultures uh take us over again no i don't think so it's not going to happen we have to go counter them and the only way to counter them is to have take off that 1991 act of laws of places of worship and open every single mosque and every single temple, church, 
any structure built 90, before 1947 has to be open, studied, um, and uh, kept open to the public so that it's a heritage for the entire country and a heritage for the entire world to come and see this ancient land and the many people who walked on her soil and contributed to the to the future generations. Now, having said all of that, um, I was um, taking a look at all the uh, different newspapers in the world and uh, publications were talking about this. And one obviously was the... Uh, 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 one belonging the mouthpiece TRT uh, belonging to the uh, Turkish president uh, or Turkish to Turkey uh, that is TRT world uh, obviously Turkey uh, is is um, is run by Erdogan uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan who is uh, the, the current president and Turkey is a relic of the colonial empire of the Ottomans. They have obviously went and colonized plenty of land around them, uh, colonized, built, took churches, built into mosques, and they never had a problem with it. They never had a problem converting, so obviously they're, they're not going to be happy. It's okay for Turkey to do it. It's okay for the Islamic invaders to do it, but the moment someone else returns the favor, uh, absolutely not. They're screaming high and, and low. So let's look at some of the things that Turkey has converted into uh, into moss and think that, uh, oh, it's not going to work for someone else. So in Turkey, um, as recently as 2020, uh, we know that they converted the Hagia Sophia, or should I say 2021? Uh, well, in 2020, four Byzantine churches, uh, church museums converted into mosques by Erdogan during Erdogan's rule, which was the Hagia Sophia in Iznik, in 20, uh, Hagia Sophia, uh, the Chora Church in Istanbul, the Hagia Sophia, Hagia Sophia in Istanbul. Sorry, there's a Hagia Sophia in Iznik and there's a Hagia Sophia in Istanbul. So. These are the four churches that were converted, which is, they didn't have a problem. They were not screaming fascism or far right wing at that time, but it's okay. I mean, after all, they're colonial empires and, and God has given them the, the authority to do what they want. But anyone else? Well, no, not, not going to work. Um, in Cyprus, um, following the conquest of the Ottoman um the Ottoman conquest of Cyprus, a number of churches were converted into mosques. Uh, and recently, it, the 1974 Turkish invasion of Cyprus also meant a lot of churches uh, in northern Cyprus were converted. The St. Nicholas Cathedral in uh, Famagusta, Cyprus was converted. The St. Sophia Cathedral in Nicosia, Cyprus was converted into the Selmia Mosque. Um, in, Greece, in, in Greece, you had plenty of uh, conversions into mosques. Um, during the, the Ottoman rule, the church uh, in Eski Mosque, I can't pronounce these words really, they're really, really big, uh, but there are plenty, plenty, plenty of, of um, ancient churches as recently as 2020 converted by Erdogan into mosque. He doesn't have a problem uh, doing what what he wants to do, but he has a problem when the shoe is on someone else's foot. But when it's on his foot, oh, he's the great spiritual re re leader and the and uh, and uh, and 2.0 uh, Solomon, the great 2.0. So he can do it. He's a canolian invader, but hey, you know, 
uh, someone who's native to the land and who's trying to live on his own land without going and invading someone else's territory, that's not okay. But after all, they're Kufa, right? So that's not acceptable. Um, now, there is even more of Istanbul's churches converted into mosques. The Church of Holy Apostles became the cathedral church um, that was converted into a mosque. The Church of Pantacrota, a church favored by the imperial bur burials of the later Byzantine Empire, became the Zykrik Mosque. Um, you have the small little Hagia Sophia. You have the Mustafa Pasha Mosque, which was also a church. Uh, you have uh, the At Attic Mustafa Pasha Mosque, the Church of St. Um, Tekla. You have the Gul Mosque, which was the nunnery of St. Tedusia. You have the Kyria Mosque, which is the Chora Church. We have the, you have the Imraho Mosque, which is Monastery of Studios. Um, the Ahmad Pasha Mosque, which was the Church of St. John. So you see, Islam and has, a, has a huge, huge history of taking over of mosques. Uh, taking over other people's structures and then converting into theirs and then screaming, uh, screaming victimhood, which if they, which if they looked in the mirror, they wouldn't have. A, they, I'm sure they wouldn't have a problem. So just let's see what TRT, the the Turkish mouthpiece, has to say about the Gyanwapi Mosque. Um, so there's a huge article on it uh, in in their on their website. And it says, um, it talks about what's happening and says, well, Muslims are not prepared to lose another mosque. Uh, Gyanwapi Mosque, located in the political constituency of Prime Minister Narendra Modi, is one of the large three, larger three mosques in northern Uttar Pradesh. State that Hindu hardliners allege, in common with some other religious sites, was built on top of demolished Hindu temples. So hardline Hindu groups tied to Modi's far-right Bharatiya Janata Party have stepped up demands to excavate inside mosques and to permit searches at, in the Taj Mahal mausoleum. Uh, Uttar Pradesh Deputy Chief Minister, a BJP member, told Reuters, um, and we will implement it. Leaders of India's 200 million Muslims view such moves, uh, moves as part of their religious persecution in Hindu-dominated countries. So the Muslims are being, being persecuted, oh my God, because the occupation and illegal destruction of native structures are now being returned to their owners so the invaders and those who and their descendants are now being persecuted the people who were persecuted on ottoman territory that's okay the 1.5 million armenians who were butchered to death that's okay uh, the taking over churches, that's okay, that's not far right, and that's not persecution. But the, the recent uh, war in Armenia, uh, as, between Azerbaijan and Armenia, 5,000 people dead, that's not genocide, that's not persecution. But here you have the TRT mouthpiece of the relic of the colonial empire of the Ottomans. They have no problem pointing three fingers at other people. So here they go on, lawmaker uh, Owaisi and said Muslims are not prepared to lose another mosque after Babri Masjid, an iconic 16th century mosque that was demolished by Hindu zealots in 1992 where the court top, 
the country's top court allowed Hindus to build a temple in 2019. Uh, wow. Um, since Modi came to power, Hindu mobs have lynched scores of people, mainly Muslims and Dalit Hindus, suspected of illegal transporting cows or consuming beef. No mention of the 5,000 people that died in the Azerbaijan-Armenian war supported by Turkey. Hindu far-right groups have targeted Muslims over love jihad and, conspir and the conspiracy theory that Muslims are luring Hindu women with the aim of conversion and eventual, uh, eventually national domination. Muslims are also accused of spreading COVID. BJP banned wearing hijab in classrooms in Karnataka state. Hardline Hindu groups later demanded such restrictions in most states. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on, and if you you could go onto their website, it is what I wouldn't use it as toilet paper, you know, to to when I go to the toilet. This 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 print, this TRT world nonsense. I wouldn't use it as toilet paper. I wouldn't even puke in it because my puke would get spoiled. But hey, what can you expect from a relic of a colonial empire? So this is what modern journalism is. Unfortunately, it is what it is. They will not go into the currents that form the waves. No one looks at themselves in the mirror. And these relics of empires will continue spitting fearing, uh, fumes all about the place. And for 3,000 years, this is what Abraham has done. That Now you understand why 82, 000, 82 million refugees in this world, 90% are from Abrahamic religions. 90%. They're coming or going to Abrahamic religions because it's the only thing they can do. Talk crap about someone else without looking at the three fingers pointing back at them. They do not understand the currents that form the waves. Atwa, all that lies in between. Hindutva, the currents that form the waves that is Hindustan, um, and their own land, but they prefer looking at someone else. Um, this is going to go on, like I said, it's going to go on, and it's going to go on, and going on all over the world. It has come time to say to your friends, to your neighbors, to your people, to, to whoever you can talk to and have this conversation, we have to open every single structure um, every single structure on the Indian subcontinent, uh, whatever the structure is, built before 1947, it has to be open, verified, analyzed, and it has to be put out there for everyone and access to everyone to see, to visit, to enjoy, to learn, and to heal, because we need to heal. We cannot live in a world of, of built by TRT and their... Uh, their narrative, which is uh, which is just a relic of their colonialism of slavery, um, and and occupation of our minds, um, it it's time to say we have to make a better choice, and we can open every single structure on the Indian subcontinent. If we start saying it now, we understand what it means. We understand what it go for how it's going to, how it's going to happen, what is the toll it's going to take and how it's going to heal. We at one next we soon soon enough at one generation we're going to come to the point where everyone's going to ask for it and it will become a reality but you have to start saying it now. So research um so go ahead and have that conversation. Research on the internet. All the other structures taken over by Islamic uh, empires, Christian empires, um, 
not only on the Indian subcontinent, but also um, elsewhere in the world. Uh, and you will see it's, this is not the first place that they've taken over, and this is not the first place, unfortunately, that they're going to take over. This is going to happen again and again, and it is a... Um, it is a not a rule. It's it's a it's it's a rule for them. It's it's not an exception. One last thing I'm going to finish this on is I've spoken about the Taj Mahal mosque. Sorry, Taj Mahal, and I told you uh, how the Taj Mahal was built on longitude 79, 78, 79. There were multiple temples built uh, on that lo longitude, and this is more likely than an electromagnetic terminal at one point, uh, built in all its grandeur. Now, if you look at the Gyanwapi Mosque, it is not very far. It is 83 degrees long. Um, the longitude is, um, sorry, 83. Yes, that's 83. It's not very far at all. So you're looking probably at this another elect uh, magnetic field, a huge magnetic field, this site. Um, uh, it was at one time very, very powerful, and that's why um, Shiva Temple was built there to... to understand the energy to be empowered by the energy of the site so um yeah the look at the coordinates go research the coordinates and research what i gave you early on for the taj mahal put it together and you will see that um you're looking at a huge electromagnetic terminal site very high powered and um if we put them all together, all the structures, you will look at a pattern of uh, electromagnetic uh, energy, uh, a vortex that is that is in this region. And hopefully one day it will all be restored. So thank you very much for listening. I hope I gave you some insight. Um, and we'll talk about uh, tomorrow uh, something very important that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the breakup of the Indian subcontinent. Um, we always think that it was the British who did it. But the infighting was by the Indian National Congress and how the blame was put squarely and firmly on Hindus who became scapegoats to take absorb the shock of what the Congress did in 1947. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. It's my subject. I wanted to talk about it today, but I just had to talk about the Gyanwapi Mosque. I hope this settles in peace. We want nothing more but peace. And we want everyone to be empowered by the energy of the land, energy of Lord Shiva. And uh, may he empower all of us to be better. May he empower all of us to be at peace, at the balance of magnetic field. And uh, the land of Bharat to be great one day again. Thank you very much. You have yourself a great day and good night.